Chad Prather rose to internet fandom as the man who's unapologetically Southern. Heath Oaks is a published author who failed his way to success. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only a Southern Spitfire and a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with Chad Prather and Heath Oaks. Thanks for joining us in the studio for another episode of Second Shot. Heath Oaks is sitting beside me. I'm Chad Prather. We're ready to have some fun. Thank you for tuning in, subscribing. I hope you guys are leaving reviews or at least clicking on that little five-star button and letting people know that you like Second Shot. Heath, what's going on, buddy? We need as many as we can get. And the more that we do, the more that other people can see it. If you feel like this helps you, the more you give it ratings, the better we are. And we're here today with producers uh, Kristen, and Zach is out for his birthday. That's out. He's out. But we have our very special guest that I just happen to say I think is pretty dang good looking She's myself, a mu- which is my prettier replacement. <laughs> yes, my beautiful wife Jenny and Chanda are special guests. I like having Jenny in the studio. I love. I love. I don't know though. We were talking about topics that we might consider oh. on this one, and I'm afraid that even this though there's two girls and two guys, we might still be outnumbered. <laughs> this is going to be bad for us. Well, I know there's three girls in here because one of them's you know in, in, in yeah. my little baby girl. There might be four. There we don't be. know what's inside oh, of Kristen. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Kristen? That's like a surprise that I don't think I want. <laughs> I know. I know. She's brave. She's brave. So you girls, you're feeling good? You're looking good? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we're feeling good and looking good. <laughs> ready, ready, to, ready, to get, ready to get this human you, out of you. When you lay it on like that. Yeah. <laughs> when you lay it on. Don't make me go all Barry White. Hey, now, this one could get really bad for us. Oh, geez. Chad, you know, as much as I tried to talk our way out of this one, it didn't work out very well. Yeah. But, he did. Um, the headline... U.S. accuses Google of underpaying female workers. Um, basically come across the Department of Labor uh, disclosed the agency's um, allegations, and they found systematic compensation disparities against women pretty much across the entire workforce. There were seven, over 70,000 employees, and only a quarter um, are women anyway. And said, uh, but Google comes back and says they absolutely disagree. Every year they do comprehensive, robust analysis of pay across genders, and we have found no gender pay gap. And, and, you know, obviously this is a, a constant kind of ongoing topic of talking about it all. Right. And, you know, we, we kind of, as we looked at this headline, kind of thought more so around the idea that, you know, sometimes if we want to be looking for problems, we find them. Sometimes we don't. How can you as an employee, if you're, yeah. you know, where do you kind of have that line and I guess kind of turn it to a... a I just don't think women are as valuable as men. (laughs) I just want to see if everybody was listening. Coming back from the second segment, (laughs) we'll only be Heath Oaks with Kristen and Jenny. What do y'all think about this, ladies? Well, it's interesting because when... (laughs) After you guys brought this up, then you both left at the restroom and I said, you know, Kristen... I've perpetually been in this yeah. situation where I've had co-anchors. I worked at a, worked at news stations all over the country. I've always made significantly less than them. However, yeah. I, I've always had significantly fewer years of experience. Mm-hmm. So then my argument becomes, okay, then we're so we're doing the same show. We're getting the same ratings. When he's off, we still do well. When I'm off, we still do well. But I'm also bringing perhaps a more recent education, perhaps. Right. A much bigger social media following, right. which is sort of the of the moment thing now. So it is I valuable. wonder how do we, you know, how do you how do you gauge that? I'm not saying that I was always paid less because I was I was a woman specifically, but, but you had less but experience. But I do know that I was yeah. paid less. But yeah. but you had significantly so, less experience. So I mean, so I look at that and I think, okay, you know, wh- what do you do? Do you go and complain to your boss and say, you know, I'm a woman, I'm making less, I demand more, or do right. you 
just try to get better or do you go someplace else and get another job? I mean, w- you know, wh- what 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 does one do in that situation? It's tough. I mean, when you've got, okay, this is the U.S. versus, I mean, imagine saying, okay, the U.S. is, is going to bring a, a, a case yes. against Heath Oaks. Yeah. I mean, it's a big deal. So obviously they're leveling a, a pretty big charge. But let me ask you a question. Because personally, I believe if you're doing the same amount of work, I don't care what gender you are, I think you ought to make the same for doing the same work. I, th- I really think you should. I understand the experience and all that stuff. But let me ask you a question. Let me play devil's advocate. Yeah. In 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 a, a month, you're going to have a baby, mm-hmm. and you're going to take a maternity leave. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, your job, your employer knows that that is the potential to happen because you're female. Mm-hmm. Your your male counterpart, anchor, he doesn't have that problem. If his wife has a baby, he doesn't take a maternity but leave. But I so I devil's I mean, advocate you back exactly. because paternity leave. Exactly. There should be the and, now. and there should be paternity leave. But okay. So but your company, your employer, is actually going to lose potentially lose revenue because they don't have you now for however many weeks to months for that leave. So they, I think in some cases they may factor that in and say, okay, well. Oh, a hundred percent. Some, yeah. some companies do, right. but they you're, shouldn't. You're right. If, they should if we're not. trying I to, I agree they should not, advocate, but it's, but it happens. If we're trying to advocate for, you know, equal parenting roles and not putting gender bias on yeah. who stays home with the baby and who works all right. day, then there should be paternity leave. Yeah, but, you know, men should have equal leave with women when they have a baby so that they can learn to be caretakers for right. that child. But, but here's but looking at the headline and, and how this all goes, at the end of the day, you can be the person that sits there and wants to whine and cry that this person or that person doesn't have it. And all you do is make your statement and you work less and you become more mad and you become frustrated so you don't do your job as well and you do end up at a different level because right. you have put your negative attitude in the position. Can I say that Look, you understand, somebody that's, I'm not educated. Heck, I make up my own words that most people don't understand. (laughs) Okay, so it's not like I've had the most level playing field when it comes to my education and all that, too. But I chose to just work harder and try to prove it down the road. Now, here's the thing is, like like, like Jenny said a while ago, if she would have taken a negative attitude the whole time on thinking that these other people paid more because they're male and all that, she would never make it to where she is. Exactly. But she didn't make that a point. She just worked hard, and now she's in a a big market. Well, yeah, but be, I mean, because you got a better and, job and got better jobs because you got more, you got you got better opportunities. So you obviously did your job well enough that more people that are better opportunities came open for you. If you would have been negative, Nancy, and would have been sitting there kind of griping and complaining, you might not have came across as somebody that that would have gotten those great opportunities. So I, I, you know, I think about it. If you're a fry cook and you want to be the the general manager of, of a McDonald's one day, cook those fries. The best Make damn fries, fries in the Make world. Make them good fries. You know what I mean? you got to do your job that you currently do yeah. to the best of your ability and not let the outside factors come into play because what can you really do about it? Is there something that you're all of a sudden going to pop up one day and cause all that? Or, or honestly, doing your job better than everybody else will end up getting you. It may not be the place you're at if they don't value it, but somebody will see it yeah. and give you the opportunities you need. I mean, I think some ladies will definitely say, you know, <laughs> there is a wage gap. I can't work my way out of it. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's no working my way out of it. But to your point, what else are you going to do? What's option B? Yeah, there's, right. there's not. Yeah. You can right. quit and not have any income. Yeah. But I can tell you this. What's your better option of getting that chance? Being yeah. there and moaning about it or doing better than everybody else? 100% pursuit of excellence. I mean, you have got to pursue to be the very best in your field. Jenny, you're a perfect example of that. Kristen, you're a perfect example of that. You guys excel at what you do. I mean, do. we are the best. And it shows. <laughs> it shows. Uh, Jenny is one of the best I've ever seen it. just telling the news. I mean, she tells the news, whether it's on her Twitter, on her Facebook, on her Instagram. What do you tell the news? And you're good at doing that. And it's, you know, 
uh, when she's when she's on Fox, she's fun to look at too while she's telling the news. Absolutely. So that helps as well, uh, which is a very sexist thing for me to say. But hey, I uh, you're I, fun to look at too. I appreciate. I'll give it back to you. <laughs> app- now we're equal. I appreciate women. I really do. Uh, you can go to my YouTube and you can see. Recently, I did a video called "Gender Inequality," where I actually praise the inequality of the genders because I think there are things that women do that are so much better than men. Mm-hmm. And it's not just lip service. I'm thankful that women do what they do. But you're right. Regardless of your gender, you got to show up to work and you got to do your job better. There, there will be people like myself. I, I'm, it's hard for me to get these because I'm very ignorant, I think, to the world and how some people think. Because I'm somebody that um, I have the most diverse leadership team in the entire company. And it's not that I sit out and said, oh, I want to hire some black people. I want to hire women. I want to hire Hispanics. Yeah. I want to hire. I never. I never you said. Hired the best. I hired the best. I hired the best. Yeah. Okay, and so I, it's hard for me to wrap my head that somebody would go. I'm paying them less because they're women because it's hard. That's hard for me to grasp. Maybe I'm out of touch with reality, but me personally, in the crowd I'm around, I don't care who you are. If you're better than them, I'm going to pay you for that. And it goes back. That's why I love being in 100 commission sales. The more I sell, the more I make. Amen, brother. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back to the second segment of Second Shot. He, folks. Oh boy. We might have to rub some salve on the wounds, baby. Who knows? I don't know. I think we're okay. Everybody good? All right. We're headed back we're to the still, second We're still alive. Yeah. Chad's okay. barely alive. Nobody's turned red yet. He likes cowboy hats and boots. And he's a suit and tie kind of guy. Chad Prather and Heath Oaks host more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. Hey everybody, it's Chad here, and if you know anything about me, you know that I read a lot of books, at least three to four a week, and there's one that I've read several times. It's by my buddy, Heath Oaks. It's called Ignorance on Fire, Failing Your Way to Success. If you want to have your life changed in your business, in your relationships, in the way you look at the world of success, you need to pick up Ignorance on Fire. Go to Amazon.com, buy the book, leave a review. I promise you, you're going to love it. Go get it today. Ignorance on Fire by Heath Oaks, Failing Your Way to Success. Ready, aim, fire. Second Shot is back for another round on the Real News Communications Network. Hey everybody, Chad Prather with Heath Hoax here in the studio for the second segment of Second Shot. You can reach us, send your questions to us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. We always want to hear from you. We've got Jenny Ann Chondo, Heath's lovely wife, is in the studio. And also producer Kristen Marin is here. We're missing our buddy Zach. It's his birthday, so we wish him a happy birthday and we do miss him. So, man, that was a little hot topic we got into on the first one, but I think what you got on your mind right here maybe adds to how you have those kind of debates and conversations and how you get around all of that. Yeah, and, and I, I like this. This is, this is a pretty cool headline. Yeah. You know, uh, Bill Clinton meets with George H.W. Bush, gave him some socks. Uh, that's the kind of thing is give him some socks, and uh, he had a tweet out. It's great to spend the day with uh, Mr. and Mrs. Bush in Houston. We caught up about kids, grandkids, old times and new socks socks which uh, you know george hw bush he's known kind of like yourself you're closing like but you got a quite a sock collection too and socks. he's always got the real colorful socks on so you know because uh you know obviously mr bush was hospitalized for two weeks for pneumonia right. and he has a former parkinson's now and you know they were big rivals george hw bush was a a, a one-term president that was that was literally going into what they thought was going to be yeah the most easiest lay down second term, you know, uh, president because he's his high, his approval ratings back then were through the roof. Right. And Bill Clinton kind of snuck in and ended up winning it and, and went on to be a two term president. So they, they obviously battled each other a lot. But, you know, in the last, I would say, 10, 15 years or so, they have been known to be with each other to come together and raise money and awareness for 
type of diseases or anything for kids they've been together they they've came together a lot of times throughout the last 10 15 years on doing something that was going to do better for the public and right. and so i thought that was very interesting yeah surprisingly they became really really good friends yeah. I, i've n- i've no, I'm no stranger to putting things that are controversial out on social media <laughs> and creating you the conversation. Chat? And so I say things that kind of hit my brain, and and sometimes I don't agree with myself, but it's okay. I, it's just fun to put <laughs> it out there. You just want to get the conversation yeah, pretty started. much. I just want to get it started. I'm a pot stirrer. I really mm-hmm. am. Uh, but how do you reach across those lines? How do you become friends with a person that you're not adversary, but at least you're? Well, they probably said bad things about each other in the oh, back in the day. Have. They probably had some really nasty things to say about. Of each course, other. they have. So here you see these guys who who potentially the world would like for them to be mortal enemy enemies. Mm-hmm. I almost pulled a Heath Oaks right there. Oh, he's rubbing off on you. I almost said intimacy. Chad can't hang around with that often. That's, <laughs> that is a new term: <laughs> intimacy and enemy. Your enemies. That's enemies. what that's George. Good. That's what George Bush. And Bill Clinton have become their enemies. You just made up a Chad word. That's a Chadism. <laughs> I love it. What What do you ladies take with this? What, what do y'all think about this? Well, it's interesting, you know, because you do have people that you either, you know, you choose to eliminate them entirely from your life, which yeah. is a huge, just a pain in the behind to mm-hmm. begin with. But then also you have that weird feeling every time you see them or interact with them. And if you're in the political world like they are and you're going to continue to interact with them, mm-hmm. isn't it better? Isn't it just easier? Yeah to be friends with them and then as an aside they've found the commonality is what i see is like okay they found the commonality that they both appreciate charity Mm -hmm. okay so let's maybe not talk about politics let's maybe talk about our our grandkids our kids that sort of thing so just from a life situation that's what i take about i mean you guys both probably have like a business perspective on it but for me for life i'm thinking good find the we both love this charity we can support it and follow that right and and they have in my opinion they don't have anything to prove anymore neither one of them are running for anything anymore so they say you know what how can we use our influence for the best level of good by coming together we can do that Everything worth knowing in my life came from either the Bible or the Godfather. And the Godfather <laughs> said, keep your friends well, close. Well, I, I saw that coming. I know you that did. Was, that was very, I, I saw that coming all day. Everybody knows what I'm going to say. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. And, and I won't say that they're enemies, but I think you do a lot of good by bringing those people that do have a different opinion. Let them speak into your life. Because let's face it, as much as we want to be 100% right, none of us are. Yep. And so it's good to hear differing opinions. I, I've got a manager out in L.A. now, and, and I love – I, I kind of cringe when I see the phone ring, and it's him because I know he's going to tell me to do something different. Yeah. But I need that in my need life. need to be pushed. Yeah. Well, you know, here, here's where uh, I believe in competition. I'm a very competitive person, and I have a team of, of salespeople and sales leaders that it, everybody will know in the sales world it, it can be very cutthroat. Right. And in sales, you can have a lot of times that people are all going after the same business at times – and it can get really nasty. And I'm very proud to say that my sales team is an extremely um, well-oiled team. Yeah. Now, they will all tell you they want to kick the other one's butt. Sure. We, have a, we are all competitive. But I would, the thing is, is they want to beat the other person, but they'll never trip them to yeah. win. You know, they're going to be there to uh, say, okay, you beat me. But I'm going to do everything in my power to beat you next time. But I'm right. not going to trip you. I'm not going to hang you up. <laughs> You know, at times you got to have that competitiveness, but you if you ever feel like you're going to step that line over that you're going to do something to hurt somebody to further your own cause, you're going down a really wrong path, and you're going down a very dark path that could leave you at the end to where people may never even want to come together with right. you again. You know, so they obviously never crossed those paths. So I tell you that the thing that that one moment of winning that, that you do to step over somebody, what what's going to happen is is you may be in a dark 
hole by yourself in one day with well, nobody around you. And I would never take that path. The, the, the adage I would add to that, that, what I take away from what you just said is winners are bigger than their rivalry. Absolutely. And sometimes rivalries create you. You know, the, the Muhammad Ali, Joe Frazier kind mm-hmm. of deal. You know, they fight and it becomes this classic epic battle between two rivals who are incredible competitors. Sometimes you're rival- rivalry. But yet, you, if you're a true winner, you're bigger than the rivalry. If you're a true winner, you bring a lot of winners with you. True. That's what real real winning does. Right. Take me to church, Heath. And you come together, <laughs> you know, to do something bigger than what you can do. You know, I always say one person can do something pretty good. A team can can do something amazing. Them two together. Yeah. Can you imagine if you had a charity trying to raise money for uh, maybe homeless people or something? If them two said they were coming, yeah. chalk that up to your best ever. money raising yeah, ever, never, right? Yeah, never and that. it's amazing to use that in going – even though we, we used to not like each other, we're going to come together because we believe in something better. Now, people that want to step over people, trip them up and take them down are not the people that will come together for the better good. So I would tell you, be careful. Don't, don't want to win, but yeah. don't do something to hurt them right. to so win. What do you think, Kristen? The, you know, the biggest takeaway I get from this is just that you can work together with someone that you disagree with. Right. And I think they're setting a really good example, Absolutely. especially especially for current politicians sure. who, yes. who are in office right now. You know, I, there's so much back and forth and taking sides. And uh, I, I think we need to agree that it's okay to disagree, but but still be able to find common ground. And that's something that we're yeah. struggling with currently. So yeah. I, I think that's the big message. So working good. together is yeah. always better. It is. It's a feel-good story, no question about it. And I'm so glad to see them doing that. So when do you cut somebody out? Ooh, when do you say... That's it. What is the too far in a business relationship well, with a competitor where you say, you know what? No, I'm not doing the charity deal with you. Even yeah. that. Look, understand something. There's difference of there's people that can be poisoned. There's cutting people out of your life that you need to remove from your. Like I always say, who do you let at your dinner table? If somebody at your dinner table is bringing you down. You need to be away with them. But it doesn't mean you go in and trip them while they're running their own race. You don't take them down to do it. You right. just remove them from your life. And here's the thing is if, if somebody is a poison, they're probably not going to be doing something for something that you have a cause and heart and passion for more than likely. Because if you're a good person wanting to do well for others, you're probably not going to be on the same common ground as somebody wanting to take others down. Right. And if they're stopping your progress, the next morning they wake up with a horse's head in the bed with them. <laughs> and guess what? They come around to your way of thinking. <laughs> Everything from the Godfather, pal. Everything from the Godfather. That or the Bible. <laughs> yeah. the How many Bible. times have you watched the Godfather? A lot. A lot? A lot. I don't even know if I've ever actually sat through the you whole You got to sit through all three movies all at once, and, and the third movie is a horrible, horrible movie, but you had to close the story out. I would have told it a different way, but you know what? I'm not Mario Puzo, and I'm not Francis Ford Coppola. Puto. Mario Puzo. I'm not, I'm not um, Francis Ford oh, Coppola. So what do I know? What do I know? Oh, but yeah. The Godfather, it is educational. <laughs> all right, y'all hang in there with us. We're going to talk a little bit more in the third segment. Heath Oaks. The sun has come out, my friend. It's shining through. That's nice. Hang out. We'll be right back. That's real nice. Second shot. He likes cowboy hats and boots. And he's a suit and tie kind of guy. Chad Prather and Heath Oaks host more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. To all of my friends in the great state of Texas, if you would like to cut your power bill in half tomorrow, go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code WATCHCHAD. I will tell you that I have saved over 65% on my first year using energyogre.com. They do all the work for you, and they save you money at the same time so you never have to worry about it again. Again, go to energyogre.com, promo code WATCHCHAD, and save some money. 
kick off your boots, or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot with Chad and Heath on RNCM. Everybody, the third segment of Second Shot is always my favorite. Hopefully you're sending in your questions at secondshotcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from our listeners. And uh, we just like to talk about whatever is going on. And I, I just feel there's so many... Just so much love in this room today. It feels so good. It does. I it feel does. like that Zoolander scene, you know, where there's like, you know what we need to do? Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know it, y'all just need to go watch Zoolander. <laughs> go, yeah, don't Google finish. it. Google it. Uh, what we got, Kristen? I kid. You know, Chad, you like to stir the pot. I want to stir the pot because we've got husband and wife team oh here. Oh, boy. And, and so, but this this question applies to both of you, but I'll, I'll pose it to Jenny. Um, what is it that Heath does at home that drives you absolutely crazy. Ooh. You know, there's this. So, so I'll give you an okay, example. Is this the marriage council? Is this <laughs> free marriage counseling? <laughs> I want to know what I want to know what what he thinks his is. I want to know what you mm-hmm. think his is, and I want to know what what you mm-hmm. think yours is, Chad. I'll I'll give an example. My husband, uh-huh. we've moved the um, laundry basket. You know lots of different times Mm -hmm. but no matter where it's positioned Mm -hmm. he will throw his clothes on the floor next to the laundry basket (laughs) instead of putting them in the laundry basket i feel like that's actually a really common complaint that is like that is we actually talked about that yesterday my (laughs) wife was telling someone she said it'll be right here and his stuff will be right there and it's like I, I'm nine months pregnant. I don't want to bend over and pick up your that's, crap. That's not anything related to that will not be Jenny's issue with me because I'm no. kind of a, a clean. Uh, I'm kind of. A, I mean, I, I. I'm not. I mean, compared to who? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, you're the only person I've ever lived with. Yeah, but um, only man I've ever lived with. But um, but. You know, you're not as clean, uh, much of a clean freak as your friends made you out I to, used be. to be. Yeah, I mean, his friends were like, he is extremely neurotic. I was because he was good living with guys. Serial yeah. killer yeah. clean. No, but yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, if I was like, if there's a, if there's something in the sink, I will go out right. Uh huh. Like I used. But to now you will leave a thing in the sink every now and then. But that, does that drive you nuts that he's like mm. overly clean? No, because no. I don't yeah. think he's over. Because I think he's just moderate, actually. Okay. Yeah, we're on the same we're, level. We're I think on the, I think we are really on the same level. I will say. I mean, I'm not. We've only been married for a year, so I think maybe these things pile up a little bit later. And you're about to have a child. Yeah. But I can't think of... I can't me think not of, turning the alarm on probably drives yeah, me nuts. Yeah, well, and t- tell people that. <laughs> I've gotten better at it. Have he you now checked does, lately? I will say, yeah, you know what, that's... The, and I think that's one thing. I'm very, I'm very, I'm very strict about security and, yeah. you know, things like that. And, and I have a... I mean, I, w- I work at a news station. I listen uh-huh. to a scanner all the time, and I believe that I'm correct in yeah. being, you know, and being yeah. really tight about security. And he's just more like lax on it. Or I'll I'll check it because I know that uh-huh. he just left like two minutes earlier. So are and you going to be like a really and I'll alarm it, mother? Oh, we've already oh, talked yes. about all the different cameras. <laughs> yeah, we got yeah. cameras everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think I mean that would be. Yeah, just more lax with that kind of stuff. But I don't have a huge pet peeve yet. But I'm, mm-hmm. I guess we've got what we've got like eighty more years together. So mm-hmm. I'm Beef, sure. what about what about Jenny? Is there something that Jenny does that Walk drives you nuts? Carefully, my friend. <laughs> I, no, no, I, I would. I'm actually. I would love to hear no, it. No, they say I, that. I honestly, <laughs> I honestly, it was trying to think of something the whole time, and and. Here we go. You guys are being too nice to I'm each other. I'm being honest. I wish. <laughs> I, I really wish I could because I would love. I, I, but I honest, we. I really don't. We've really had, I mean, from what we hear of people, first year married, all they're getting like. Oh, 
I know. Oh, hold yeah. on, <laughs> hold on. It's going. Here it goes. But now, but we've worked. This is something we've worked through, and I'm uh-huh. I, and I can only talk about this now that we've worked through it. But I am not okay with people stopping in. Oh yes, I am. I, I, you know, with people doing what? Stopping by, you know, just oh, randomly, just dropping randomly yeah. dropping just by. Just wait till that baby comes. Right. Well, yeah. See, that's <laughs> the thing, and this is this is putting. Oh, I hope all our friends and family are listening right now. I love, I love to have a guest, but uh-huh. I love to properly prepare. I want to have something for them to drink. I want to have an appetizer. I'm I want to have the house way. clean. Well, yeah. You know that sort of thing. And Heath is such. I mean, he true. He has a generous heart. He's like, come one, come come all. Uh-huh. We've got spare bedrooms. We've got couches. We've got you know. Yes, I'll barbecue for you. And I'm thinking. Oh, I gotta go. To, you know, I gotta go to bed, and you know, and this yeah. makes me seem really uptight. But it's just when I entertain, I want to do so properly. I want to be mm-hmm. a, good be a good hostess. I don't want to have something else in my mind. And when people just drop in, and I'm, I mean, I get in my pajamas so early because I get up for work at you know two in the morning. So yeah. here's what I learned on that was number one, it drove me nuts that I had to make sure and let people know ahead of time because I was one of those oh. that I didn't care. Mm-hmm. But here's it. what, it, as long as here's it, it really annoyed me where I wasn't trying to to learn from it until I did. When I realized all I had to do is tell her. Mm-hmm. All I had to do say, you know, if we were sitting here and you, you know, it's like uh, you had something like Nick and Sam's, for instance, that right. night. Oh, I know. I'm thinking I about d- it. No, Trust no. me. No. I, I had to go over there and change clothes at the yeah. house, and Jenny came home, and I was yeah. like, uh, But I knew. Well, no, no, but she knew because <laughs> I had learned that, that I just texted her. I said, Hey, Chaz, and, and she doesn't care. It's not that she gets mad when people come over. It's just, I got to let her know when I wouldn't let her know before. I just show up at the house with people, and she'd be like, Really? And I know yeah. him now, too. I mean, there are certain people who, who will come in yeah. and they will notice. Oh, she hasn't changed the hand towel in the spare bathroom. Those are the looking at towels. <laughs> you know, yeah. You Those know, aren't uh, the using towels. The Those are looking at. The people who are going right to come in and soap. judge. And I get the feeling that you would come in and just be yeah. thankful to come and get, a, you know, a sparkling ice and exactly. hang out with us and not be. <laughs> what about you, Chad? Exactly. You and Jade? Yeah. Well, Jade has a, Jade's issue is the, is, the, uh, is the hamper thing. I mean, because I will just start walking out of it. As soon as I hit the door. So, like, I have this thing, like, when I go into a hotel, I spend so much time in hotel rooms. Maybe too much information. As soon as I get to a hotel room, I immediately get undressed. Yeah. I immediately, I just, I got to feel the space like Adam and Eve, man. I got to just feel the space. I got to know my, and then, and then, and then I'll like read, get myself well, now ready for whatever I got to do. Just came traveling. I've been traveling, traveling, traveling. So it's like normally I take a shower. As soon yeah. as I get there, I'll take a shower. But I, I will, I tend to do that at home. I, I get, I fall into the hotel thing. So like I just come into the door and I just start undressing and I just walk right out of the clothes. And Jade's saying, I'm not and your there, housekeeper. And there's yeah. a path. And so <laughs> we've had to work through that as well. But Jade and I are pretty picky about the house as well. We, we you know, that's our sanctuary. So we want it to be a certain way uh what jay does that i give her a hard time about it doesn't really annoy me but it, i kind of i use it to make fun of her is she leaves the drawers open so she's got this huge dresser you know the big mirror on it and she's got her sock drawer underwear drawer t-shirt drawer pants drawer, you know all these different things in drawers and she doesn't shut the drawers that would annoy she me. pulls them out <laughs> takes what she wants and then so she'll have like it's like an obstacle course. It's like American Ninja Warrior. Warrior. If you're in the dark <laughs> trying to walk, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like if you're walking through that thing, you got to really be careful because she's got drawers pulled out, multiple drawers pulled out at different lengths and stuff <laughs> like that. And so, uh, every now and then to kind of prove a point, I'll just walk past them and I'll just kind of slam them shut. Whoom, 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 and she knows what I'm doing. That little type of stuff would be the OCD things that dr- would yeah. drive me kind of. Um, I used to be. I don't know so if Heath would worse. say. Would you say if there was something that was real? I really would. I, I would have already told you though. You would know what it was because I, yeah. I would have like brought I'm the it same up. Same way with the drawers sure. as with the lights. My husband leaves on all the lights, and yeah. so I'm always like following him around, turning off. See, we the do. Lights. If you had energy, oh, over, if you had energy, you no. Listen, we went yeah. through that in the beginning too. I'm big on recycling. I'm big on oh, energy yes. efficient. 
efficiency and uh-huh. things like yes. that. That's just and I'm not at all the way that you know. I mean, we my parents were like the original hippies, you know, composting yeah. when we were little. Yeah. So you grow up with that, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, I live with that. The too. styrofoam. Oh, I can't I live handle with that the styrofoam. Too. I didn't even have a recycling bin. Like if I take one of these plastic bottles and I throw it in the trash, Jade fishes it out and she puts it in the recycle. Uh-huh. She'll actually like if it's a soda deal or whatever, you know, historically she'll wash it out and then put it in the recycle. I'm like, come on. Yeah, I don't wash it out. Which my, much then yeah. when my mom comes to town, she's like, did you want me to wash these oh, out for you? And then, and you know, then the the rings, you know, the plastic rings at the six pack or whatever comes. She's got to cut them up, you know, save the birds. And I'm like, oh yes, rip them open. What would your husband say? Annoyed him about you? Kristen. Nothing, because I'm a perfectionist. I'm, a, I'm more. I'm. I get so that would annoyed. annoy him that you're a perfectionist <laughs> yeah. going around behind yes. him, yes. turning the lights exactly. off. Exactly. What annoys him is that like he he feels like I'm always you know following him around, and what annoys me is that I'm always following him around. <laughs> well, but to your point, I mean, I, I predicted it earlier, and we've only met a couple of times. But I said, I bet you're the one that's had the you know the baby's nursery yeah. done since so early. So it's like there's yeah. there's your benefit because our nursery is not done. One <laughs> of the things that I think we that's helped us in our marriage is because our marriage wouldn't work for everybody. Yeah, I, I, we, I live a public life. You live a public life. Y'all have all this the stuff. Travel and you understand. Yeah. It. We we don't live a. It's not a typical type. Most people would probably be bugged if they had to live in the type of marriage Jade and I have, but we, it works for us. And one of the things that we have done that works is we have learned to appreciate each other's differences. Absolutely. And so I admire her individuality. I like her. You know, I don't, I don't think that when you get into a marriage that you should become so melded together as one that you lose your identity as an individual because now you're somebody's controlling somebody mm-hmm. else for that to happen, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. I think you should be one in terms of intimacy. I agree. And communication and openness. I, I really believe that. But, but you still got to be yourself, and that's one of the things I you appreciate love about the flaws. her. I, and I do mm-hmm. love the flaws. I've yep. told her over and over again. I'm like, baby, she's like, I'm gaining weight. And I'm like, I love every inch. Every added inch is just more of you to love. Yeah, I mean, she's beautiful. She I mean, your beautiful. wife is very stunning. And she's, she's not stunning. in any shape or form ever going to be overweight or anything. She's just a beautiful girl. So if you're listening, know that I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and in the Barry Menelow. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, where can we find you, Heath? Look me up at Ignorance on Fire or Heath Oaks. Google it. You can find me all that on Twitter, Instagram, right. Facebook. Go on. You're going to come to my show December 26th, Dallas Hyenas downtown. December 26th? Not, I mean, April yeah, 27th. I mean, that's a long yeah. time from now. <laughs> I just want to make sure you're listening. All right, guys, <laughs> for another episode of Second Shot, Heath Oaks, Chad Prather. We'll see you next week. Listen in.